hello and welcome to Under the Lights, the boxing talk show brought to you by Sportsology TV with myself, Ali Drew, and my co-host, Uni. Before we introduce our guest, Uni's just going to recap on last week's show. Guys, welcome to Under the Lights, the boxing talk show powered by Sportsology TV. Uh, so last week, we spoke to Rob Tebbett from Boxing Social. Uh, he spoke to us about Joshua Boatsy's fight, talked to us about Chantel Cameron, the champ champ. Um, and her fight. Um, he also spoke about um, the fight of the year. If you guys haven't watched it, Jose Sabita versus uh, Ivan Barinchek. It was probably the maddest fight you'd watch in 2020, so give that a watch. Um, and also previewed Liam Williams' fight. We know that he's won that fight against Andrew Robinson now. But yeah, give that, give that episode a watch. Ali also spoke to John Evans about future fights coming this year. But Ali, today, we've, like I said, we've got a champ champ in the house. The champ is here. Yes, we are <laughs> delighted on this episode to be joined by the new WBC super lightweight champion of the world, Chantel Cameron. Chantel, congratulations. How does it feel to be world champion? Doesn't it feel any different, to be honest? Oh, Chantel, you built it. It's my thing. You built it and you just dropped it all the way down. My word. I just feel exactly the same. <laughs> when people ask me, I'm like, don't feel any different. <laughs> uh, how's that little bruise underneath your eye? It's coming down nicely now. <laughs> I'm getting less stares when I'm out and about. People are staring at me less. Um, let's, let's talk about yourself. How, how's it been since the win? Have you, you know, been celebrating? What's, what's been the latest since that win? Yeah, so uh, all last week I was celebrating with my friends and stuff. And then this weekend we got some more celebrations. <laughs> I'll, I'll start celebrating soon when it gets a bit bit old news. <laughs> but yeah, I've been, uh, been celebrating, been enjoying myself, but I'm going to start training again this week now. Your opponent actually came in five pounds overweight um, last week. Yeah. Obviously, did you know, in, at the weigh-in when that happened, what were your sort of thoughts on that? And then during the fight, did you notice that she was that bit heavier? Yeah, um, so on the Thursday, I knew that she'd missed the check weight. So I knew on the Thursday that um, she'd missed weight, so I knew that she, she couldn't win the world title. But I thought that there was, um, well, there was a contract where she was only allowed to come in £10 heavier, but in the ring, she felt way over £10 heavier. So it was a bit... Uh, but when she did miss the weight, I kind of thought, like, who, who gets opportunity to box for a world title... Yeah. and misses weight so for me it just gave me the confidence to think she doesn't want this as much as I want it so it was quite as frustrating as it was at the same time it showed me that she's got quit in her because she could have made the check weight if she really wanted to because she was fleshy and she had the meat she had the weight there to be lost it wasn't like she was skin and bone and drained at the weight so to me it just showed that she already had quit in her uh, how do you sort of assess your performance on the night? You were dominant throughout the fight. We know you sort of controlled the fight. And it seemed that, Will, you could do what you wanted to do. But, you know, give me your assessment on that fight. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, stuck to my tactics really well. But it was just like, knowing you have them dreams and you're punching someone and you're doing nothing to them. <laughs> it was like that. I kept, <laughs> I kept sort of throwing shots and I was thinking... Just, yeah, she's a red not even moving. <laughs> so that was like knocking my confidence, thinking, have <laughs> I lost my power or something? So um, that, was, that was frustrating. But she was trying to like entangle me into standing, having a trade off of her. But I knew that she was just, she was too heavy, she was too dangerous. I think if she did catch me with a clean shot, 
she could have hurt me. So she kept on trying to drag me into her fight, and I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have it. I fight when I wanted to fight, and I, I done what I wanted to do with her. Basically, like I feel like I, I controlled it how I wanted to. Do you think that you've like developed as a fighter over the sort of last couple of years, obviously moving to Jamie Moore and Nigel Travis? Do you feel like maybe a few years ago you would have maybe got into that trap and now you've developed into a sort of smarter fighter so that you, you do get it to your fight? Oh, one million percent. I feel like if maybe I was with my previous team and hadn't moved to Jamie, I feel like I would have just stood there and stood toast over. I feel like with Jamie and Nigel, I built a relationship where they uh, they tell me off all the time. Even when I'm sparring, I'm just they're con I'm, honest. Every single spar I have, I think they're telling me, "Stop fighting, tell. Stop, stop, stop being greedy. Stop, stop throwing so many punches. Like just calm down, take it easy." So I feel like uh, over the like year and a half, they've kind of held me back a little bit because they they know I can box, and because I've been sparring sparring a heavier girl for the last year and a half. Okay. They've used that as to like kind of teach me a lesson that I can't push everybody around. I'm going to come against opponents where they're going to be able to put me on my back foot. So I feel like um, if I had that fight when I was about a year and a half ago with the old team, I feel like I could have played into her 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 strengths. Whereas um, I feel like I've developed now where I know I can box and I can be patient and I can break people down just by frustrating them. You know, I was I was in the sort of uh, media Zoom call on that that I think it was a Friday before the fight, and a lot of people asked you, and I just wanted to ask you myself. You're in this gym where you've got you know you've had you've got world world champion in there or former world champion Carl Frampton. You see Jack Cattrall and these guys sort of doing their thing. How much do these guys bounce? Uh, do you bounce off these guys, and how much do they bounce off you? Lloyd, um, I don't think they bounce off me. I think I'm more bounce off them. Yeah, of course. But, uh, are you always watch them because they're all everyone's got different styles in that gym as well. Yeah. I think Jamie and Nigel don't make us, don't, they don't shape us all to be one specific fighter because Jamie says, like, we are all so different, so he has to train us differently. Okay. So I watched Jack, and Jack's movement is unbelievable. Like, the way he can um, make people miss and frustrate people, and then there's Cal with, like, he's just an all round great fighter. And then Rocky Fielding, who just really heavy hitter, so. I watch all of them and I, I try to take a little bit out of everyone and put it into my own style. And I feel that's, I feel like my style has changed massively. And I feel like even since November, my style has changed again. Okay. But I, I kind of knew that during this camp, I felt like I was doing different things. So I, I just didn't know if I was going to do it actually in the ring on fight night. But I feel like on fight night, I did, I pulled it out of the bag. But how long does it take for a fighter? So you moved obviously to Jamie about a year, a year ago. About a year, year and a half. About a year and a half now. Year, almost two years. March over two years. So, when I speak to a lot of fighters, they and a lot of trainers, they say it doesn't take one fight. It doesn't take two fights. Sometimes it can take three, four, five fights to fully. Oh, so, where are you in that in that process with Jamie at the moment? Do you feel like you're fully there with him? You're fully like hundred percent with him. Yeah, I feel like this was my fight where it was my. I've got it now. It's like a switch went off where I was like, well, I've got this now. Because there's certain things that since I joined Jamie, it must have been 2018, I think. 2018, 2019. And um, there was things we were doing in the gym and I, w I was getting frustrated. I was like, I can't do it and getting angry at myself because I just couldn't, because it was just frustrating me because I couldn't pull the shots off. And then um, this fight, I was doing it and I was thinking, I'm doing it naturally now. I was just literally just 
like I, I would do it, do it all the time. So little things like that. When I was when I was actually landing it, and I wasn't thinking twice about it. That's when I was. That's when I was in my head after thought. It just it's come natural to me now. You know what? What's next for you? What is next for you? You obviously before this fight and before you had a fight actually lined up, you were saying you wanted the Katie Taylor fight. Are you still wanting a fight with Katie Taylor? Is that what you're after, or are you looking elsewhere now? I don't think I'm going to get the Katie Taylor fight. I think uh, I'm just wasting my breath with that. I feel like as much as I want that fight, it's not going to happen. So I've just got to focus on the super lightweight division. But like on the scales, I, I proved that I can easily do lightweight as well. Yeah. So I, I, I come in lighter to prove a point that I'm not naturally a super lightweight. Naturally, I'm a lightweight. So I'm, I'd happily move back down to lightweight, but Obviously, Katie's got all them titles there, and I want belts. So I've got to stick at super lightweight until hopefully I get the green light to fight Katie. Well, so, why, why do you believe that, though? You just said you, you're wasting your breath on, on it. Well, why do you believe that's the case? Why do you feel like you're wasting your breath on chasing that fight at the moment? Because she wants bigger names. So she wants, I think it's Cyborg. Yeah. Um, they talk about fighting McCaskill again. Yeah. And I just don't fit into that category. So I'm just... Being being optimistic and I'd, as much as I'd love that fight, it's got to be real. I'm I'm not one of them then, so I just got to crack on with with my own career. But it'd be a big fight if you think about. Obviously, you're a world champion at a different weight, but regardless, you're both from these shows. She's from Ireland. You're from the UK, so you're both sort of with like Matchroom Eddie. You can both make this fight can be made. Do you understand? So like, yeah. there's a lot of anticipation towards this fight, and I think people would like to and see. Our styles as well. Our styles yeah. would make such a good fight. I feel like both of our styles would just gel to make an all-round good fight. But I don't think they want it. So Actually, you know, we spoke to Rob last week, didn't we? Rob Taylor, and we asked him about about you versus Katie, and he said you'd win him. Oh, you'd you'd win that fight. You'd beat you'd beat her. To be honest, so I feel yeah. like I'm fresher now. I feel like I've got more in. I've got a bigger engine. I hit harder. She just got speed on me. She speed. She's got. She's faster than me and she's more technical. That's it. But I feel like this is a pro game now where you're going to burn out. And when you burn out, I'm going to take over. So I think I'll win it. You know what, Chantel? One thing that stood out uh, from that media call that day was that you were talking about when you were with Team GB. And uh, you just thought, you know what, I'm going to go to Australia and I'm just going to sort of see, if, see what I can do out there, maybe work out there, do some MMA out there. But how life's changed yeah. for itself. Did you envisage this sort of this, Crazy. Did you envisage boxing, female boxing, to become what it is at the moment? And did you envisage yourself to yeah. become becoming this superstar on Sky Sports and you know winning world titles and stuff? It's crazy because you think like everything does happen for a reason. And I was literally like inches from booking my flights. I was having the phone conversation with the guy, like getting myself prepared to go out there. And then next thing. I signed pro, and then I had to have the phone call with him saying, "Look, I'm really sorry, but there's a change of plan." <laughs> and I felt terrible because I was like, "He's gone out of his way for the last month or something, getting this plan together for me to go out to different places in Australia and teach in shelters." And then I just ring him up and say, "I'm turning professional." So I, I felt a bit bad, but it, it worked out. For me. <laughs> I'm sure he even. <laughs> I'm sure he even looks back at it and thinks you made a good decision with that one. Your face, your face is everywhere. You yeah. see, you know, Sky Sports. You seem to be 
a lot more active in, in the media. So a lot of people are looking at you now. I think there's a lot of female fighters that are looking at each other to bounce off each other now as well. Because to be honest, when it comes to female fighting, there isn't that many or there isn't that depth of top quality fighters yet. There is a good no, list. Yeah. But per division, there is a probably that depth that you'd like. Yeah, 100%. I feel like uh, it's definitely growing. Look, yeah. one of my good friends from the Kiwoxing days, uh, Louise Orton, she's waiting for her debut and she's she's such a good fighter, but she's just not been given the opportunity yet. Okay. So just as soon as women get the opportunities, then it's going to be a lot better. But because nobody's seen Louise at the moment, nobody's seen what she can do. So I can't wait until she gets the opportunity and she can she can shine as well. How grateful is it that Eddie's actually putting on or signing up these female fighters and he's putting on these sort of fighters on these cards? You know, there's a quite a lot of women, but I think this, uh, there might well, be the end of the fight this weekend, actually, Savannah Marshall and Hannah Rankin mm. this weekend as well. So Eddie's doing Yeah, and Ellie yeah. Scottney making her debut as well. Oh, yeah. She's really good. Yes, yes. She's very good, she is. Yeah. So, yeah, well, Eddie Hearn, he's doing, his, doing the business for you guys, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's uh, pulling out all the stops, especially getting world title fights as well. Yeah, because there's the triple header, the women's three triple header world title fights happen on 14th of November. It's the first time ever. Do you think yeah. that, obviously, things like this are happening and there is, women's boxing is growing. Do you think we're a million miles away from it being to the level it needs to be? Do you think there's still a way to go? Yeah, I think there still is a way to go. I feel like um, the three-minute rounds, like they need to come in for the women as well. Because the two minutes, they, they just you can't get stoppages. They can just recover too quick. Like even on Sunday, I feel like even though she was the bigger woman, that I think it, one of the rounds where she was going, but the bell went, and it's just like it's just there's not enough time to to get stoppages. And people do want to see stoppages. It's more entertaining. And um, I feel like the pays we'd be paid the same as the men. And um, I feel what Eddie's doing with his shows is amazing, but. Some of the other promoters need to jump on that as well because it's, just, it's all Eddie, ain't it? So maybe some of the other promoters like took the gamble with the women as well. You know what? You're just going off what you're saying. Like, when it comes to a com combat sport and it comes to a women combat sport, I always look at the UFC and you always see that yeah. you know the UFC have sort of promoted these women as much as the men. You get like the Shevchenko's and you've had Ronda Rousey's back in the day. You've got Amanda Nunes at the moment who's just they call yeah. the court because they, they, they give her a pip. She's a headlining event. Um, how far is boxing behind that level? That's that's like the elite top level. How the, yeah, the UFC is like the way the women treat there. It is. It, it looks like it's just exactly the same as the men. Mm. They're just. It's like it, I think they've they've nailed it on the head. I mm. feel like boxing's it's not a million miles away, but it's not there yet, is it? Still, still got a way to go. Do you think that the change into the three minute rounds, obviously for more sort of stoppages, more knockouts? in the women's game will help as well? Because there's been quite a few, um, in re recently as well, quite a few fights that have gone to decision and there's a lot of debate, actually, did they win? You know, Katie Taylor yeah. fights or even the Terry Harper fight with Natasha Jonas. You know, there's a lot of who actually, you know, got the win. Do you think that if you do the three-minute rounds that that would just sort of cut? Obviously, it's always going to happen, it's boxing. But do you think that would massively help? to stop that happening 100%, yeah 100% I feel like uh, two minute the two minute rounds it's the pace that we fight at so we fight at a very high pace because we've only got two minutes whereas the three minutes like the pace may slow down but it's it's not going to leave it to the judges to be like not panic but just be like oh where should we go 
Whereas with three minute rounds, I feel like it's uh, somebody's going to boss it more than the other. And I feel like it just will be a bit more of a level playing field. Whereas I feel like two minute rounds, ah, it's just they're, they're over so fast. Mm. Like sometimes I'm like, well, what round are we even on? Because they just literally just go so quick. <laughs> I was like, what? are we halfway through yet? Or... <laughs> Crazy, um, uh, Chantel. Before we let you go, I just want some. I want a prediction on the fight that's been announced just recently. Um, Luke Campbell versus uh, Ryan Garcia. Um, obviously, Luke, you might know through the circuit, through the GB circuit, and whatever else. But um, well, how do you see that fight yeah. playing? How do you see that one? How do you see that fight playing out? I think Luke will win it. I think it's, I can't wait to watch that fight. Yeah. Um, I think Gas is 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 unreal, but I don't know. I just think experience and maturity and I don't know I just think Luke's going to come out on top another prediction we want you to make is Lomachenko Lopez what do you think is going to happen with that fight I'm going to say Lomachenko just because I'm such a fangirl <laughs> I think a lot of people him. are fans actually to be honest I think there's yeah. a lot of fans out there so Lomachenko <laughs> right yeah Lomachenko by stoppage go the distance what do you think no, I think I think it'll go the distance. Do you feel like uh, Lopez can sort of cause any damage, or do you just feel like it's going to be unanimous? I don't know. I think it, I think it will be a close fight because obviously the level they're both fight at. But I just think Levinchenko will just come through. Cool. A lot of people. Are. That's so it. I don't think it'll cause like, serious damage, and I think it'll cause serious damage. I think a lot. Of people... I think most people think Lomachenko. They, to be honest, no one was really bet against him from what we've seen, would they? I yeah. guess so. Just have to wait and see. Yeah, I would bet against him. <laughs> Chantel, listen, <laughs> you've been a star. Um, congratulations once again on your WBC Thank win. You. Uh, you know, no doubt we'll see you in the ring at some point, whenever Eddie can sort of date and you recover from all the celebrating that you're doing at the moment. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Quite serious, yeah. Get me back in. <laughs> But yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much for being on and uh, chatting to us as well. No, it's my pleasure. Thanks, Chantal. And we'll catch you Thank soon. You. Good luck going back to training. Have a nice day as well. The you champ. too. The champ is in the See. house. <laughs> <laughs> Chantal, take care. See you later. See you. Bye. 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 That was the new WBC super lightweight champion, Chantal Cameron. Now for some boxing news that has come out this week. The news that the Tyson Fury Deontay Wilder trilogy fight is off. Uh, after the December date has been pulled, Tyson Fury has said he's foregoing the fight and that he is coming home to fight, hopefully in the UK, in December. So that also means that it leaves the way clear for Tyson Fury and AJ to fight in 2021. Fingers crossed that that goes ahead and will happen next year. Next up, we asked some people in the boxing world their predictions on the highly anticipated fight this weekend between Lomachenko and Lopez. Here's what they had to say. Right, Odi, I've got you here. I need your prediction for Vasil Lomachenko and Teofimo Lopez. Give me your prediction, man. That's a hard one. You're putting me on the spot. Lopez is a great fighter, amazing fighter. He's got speed, power, he's sharp, he's fast. Lomachenko is another great fighter, but you know what? I don't see Lopez getting beat, but I don't see Lomachenko getting beat either. Okay. I don't see any of them getting beat. Listen, I, have to, I think that fight is going to be a draw because I don't see any of those two getting beat. They're both masters at their field. Masters, absolute masters. 
that fight is a draw as far as far as I'm concerned. Are you a betting man? Would you put a bet on it? <sighs> yeah, but I wouldn't put a bet down. I'll I'll I will put a bet down that the fight will go to points because I, I don't see any of them getting stopped. Okay. So uh, my my only bet would be the fight is will it will be gone to points. Audi, thank you very much, bro. Appreciate it. Thanks. My prediction for the Loma Lopez fight this Saturday is I think it's got the makings of being a brilliant fight. But for me, I think Loma nicks it and I reckon he'll stop him mid to late rounds. Hi everyone, Aki Karim here for BBTV. Just a little prediction um, for Sportology for uh, Lopez versus Lomachenko. Great fight. I'm glad it's on. Um, you know, they've got past the bureaucracy and the politics and they're just getting the fight on. Two world-class fighters. Um, Lopez, he's definitely a live guy in the fight. He's, he's a solid puncher. He's full of confidence. He's undefeated. Uh, he's only 23 years old, so youth's on his side. Um, and he's a really, really credible opponent uh, for Lomachenko. Lomachenko, though, he's the real deal. You know, he wins over people like Rigondo, um, Linares, Pedraza. Um, prove, you know, that he is he is the man in form. Um, he's also, he's just got an array of shots, a box of tricks. Great mover. I think he's going to do enough to offset um, Lopez's attacks. Lopez is dangerous, very dangerous early, don't get me wrong. But I think um, Lomachenko's seen it all, hasn't he? Uh, I think he'll um, avoid the early storm. I think he'll come on late in the fight and possibly force a late stoppage. But more realistically, I think it will be a Lomachenko win on points. Hi, everyone. Uh, Lomachenko v Lopez prediction. Massive, massive balls on Lopez for taking this challenge when he doesn't really need to. As a young unbeaten champion, I can't remember the last time anybody um, went into a challenge against an all-time great like Lomachenko like this, as, as you know, when he didn't really need to. Massive props, um, but my prediction is a late Lomachenko stoppage. Quick fight prediction for Lopez versus Lomachenko. Um, I'm going to have to lean with the favourite on this one. Uh, Lomachenko, I don't believe he's over the hill yet. I think he's number one in the division. Um, he's certainly one of the best pan for pan fighters of this generation, perhaps even longer. Um, However, you know, Lopez is a great fighter, is daring to be great. Absolute credit to him for stepping up, 23 years old, um, young and hungry. Uh, although he's already world champion, he's proven, um, proven his worth to be in there. Um, I actually got to train with him uh, and watch him spar quite a bit uh, during my time in America. So um, I know exactly how sharp he is. Uh, and I believe he can do it on the night. Um, you know, he's been more active than Lomachenko. He fought four times last year. Uh, Lomachenko fought twice and in, by the time they actually fight it's going to be a year before uh, Lomachenko has actually been in the ring so that could play a factor, uh, be a factor but um, I'm going to have to lean towards Lomachenko on this one. Best wishes to both fighters. Boom. So my Lomachenko-Lopez prediction, I actually think Vasil Lomachenko will win by stoppage. I think that the, the body work of Vasil Lomachenko in the middle to late rounds will start to get to, to Teofimo Lopez. Lopez is a massive 135-pounder. I don't think that if this fight was on the table and he was not with top rank, I don't think he would take it. I think he would move up. I think the allure of it being an undisputed depend on what you think of the WBC title fight with with an in-house top-rank fighter. I think the lure of that for everybody, Barbarin, Vasil Lomachenko, and Teofimo Lopez himself has made this fight happen now. I think Lopez, while he, you know, he, he seems to be on weight and his preparation has gone well, I think that unless he's able to hit Lomachenko with something early and jump on him, I think it's going to be a long night for him. I think Lomachenko will have a look for the first couple of rounds, try and defuse Lopez and, and any of that early fire. But I do think that 
it's the phases of Lomachenko. It's, it's going and then going again and going again. And that three, four, five phase attack eventually will be too much for, for Tiafimo Lopez. And I think Lomachenko gets a stoppage around kind of 9, 10, 11. Hi guys, George Store here, um, a contributor to uh, Boxing Social, Boxing News, uh, various other sites. So Lomachenko versus Lopez, let's cut to the chase. It's an exciting fight uh, for us to have back on. I'm sure the fans are... are I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure you are. Lopez showed us he's got immense power. Last time out, he, he blew Richard Comey out of the water, um, taking his title and set up this fight. Um, but I think it's going to be really, really uh, a tough night for him in terms of deploying that power. I expect Lomachenko um, to have too much. I mean, for me, he's pound for pound number one in the world. Uh, rather, people say it's Canelo. For me, it's Lomachenko all day long. Um, I expect his defensive skill set, his movement, his footwork, his judgment of distance um, to see him get this one as well. I'm going to plump for a unanimous decision win for Loma. When it comes to Lomachenko fighting, I find it really hard to bet against the guy. I think he will go down as one of the greatest technical boxers of all time after he retires. He's already one of the best amateur boxers of all time, being a two-time Olympic gold medalist and all. And even though his opponent, Lopez, has more fights than him as a professional, you can't count out Lomachenko's amateur experience. And if you look at the two guys uh, who they've beaten as well, Lomachenko's beaten guys like Rigondo, uh, Anthony Crawler, Pedraza. And uh, you, can't, you can't compare the two. So, yeah, Lomachenko takes this one easy for me. Possibly late stoppage. Guys, that was the predictions for Lomachenko versus Lopez by all them lovely people who gave the predictions. Thank you very much, guys. Um, Lomachenko-Lopez should be a great fight and hopefully doesn't disappoint. It's probably the most anticipated fight uh, since the lockdown, since probably March, I think. The only fight that sort of is to that magnitude was uh, Tyson Fury and Wilder earlier on this year. Uh, so it should be a good fight. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you very much for watching the show. This is the end of the show. Uh, we want to thank you very much for watching all of that. And um, do definitely like, subscribe, share, and do whatever you can to support the channel. We've also got social media links at the bottom in the description. We're on TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and Twitter. So give us a follow. And thank you very much. We'll be back next week with another episode of Under the Lights.